Hey, and thanks for joining us on this week's episode of For All Things Lexington, the only show dedicated to Lexington, South Carolina, and where a spade is always a spade. Here, we'll talk to and about people, places, groups, things to do, and places to go in and around Lexington, South Carolina. I'm your host, Angela Barrett, and this is For All Things Lexington. Brought to you in part by GervaisStreetBridge.com, Columbia's most unforgettable free-to-list business directory. Hey guys, thanks for having me here today on such a very hot, muggy, very <laughs> yucky, muggy day as we just pour sweat, or I do. Y'all are probably used to this. Um, I have a quick question. Um, does dancing with the plants make them grow better? <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I don't know. <laughs> we had this uh, PR agency who had a very creative young lady that worked for it, and she would come up with these crazy ideas, and <laughs> I would just say, yeah, okay, I mean, why not? <laughs> right? You know? Well, I loved it, actually. That was great. <laughs> um, so, Wally and Dolores, and we are at Wingard's um, Garden Center here in Lexington. Um but it's become much more than a garden center. I mean, it has expanded and expanded and expanded. It was started by your parents, Doris. That's right. Um, Margie and Jut, I think Jut, they yes. called him. Yes. yes, short for Judson. Yes. And so when was that that they started this? They really started as a hobby, probably in the early 1960s, just uh, propagating azaleas for their own yard, seeing what they could grow. And they got cuttings from some of their neighbors and traveled around. And then um, he, I didn't know till much later that he always had in mind that he wanted to have a side business and something he could do in retirement. So he, you know, really had a vision from the beginning. And around 1968, he had too many azaleas to plant in his own yard. And so we put a sign out beside the Pilgrim Church Road that said, a uh, hand-painted sign on a piece of plywood that said, uh, Azalea's for sale 50 cents each. Wow. Um, and now, when did you guys take over? We uh, bought the business in January of 2006 from them. We actually came down from New Jersey, moved back down here from New Jersey in the summer of 2005 and started working in the business Try take an inventory, which had never been done before, and um, trying to kind of figure out what we wanted to do so we could hit the ground running in January. Um, and y'all have done um, extremely well. I mean, y'all are like the famous couple here in Lexington with all the awards. <laughs> and I was reading over like the Entrepreneur um, Minute and the Garden Gate Center Magazine and... Um, the Green Profit magazine, I think you've been on the front of that two times. So, I mean, y'all have just, like I said, our famous couple in Lexington. Um, but, yeah, y'all have done really well. A lot of yeah. awards and a lot of... In fact, we're just, we just received it today. Garden Center magazine did a two-page spread on the new department we opened up over in uh, the produce. We remodeled everything and expanded it and created this backyard nature center. So... They did a two-page spread on that. Wow. We just got it today. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. I was actually just in there, and I saw where there was a the 
owl boxes, but one of them was a screech owl, which I lovingly mm -hmm. right now have in my backyard. Oh, nice. <laughs> All night. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like that little squeeze animal in there, too. <laughs> um, so now you have the, the obviously the garden center. You've got the, the market with all the fresh produce and the backyard nature yeah. center and the backyard nature center. Now, the produce and your meats and seafood um, come locally. Yes, they are. Um, generally, when they say buy local or local farm to table, it's generally within a 200 mile radius sure. of wherever you're going to serve it. We get our stuff. Um, our seafood comes from Wilmington. Um, the produce comes from various farmers around here. Um, you know, my father-in-law used to grow these pecans, but they come out of uh, St. Matthew's. And so, yeah, we try to stay as local as we can. And it also depends on the season. So, you know, right. you can't get local tomatoes in February. Sure. Uh, and so as they start coming uh, right uh, uh, ripening in Florida and in Georgia, we get we get as close as we can. So sure. uh, we'll have Georgia tomatoes before we'll have South Carolina tomatoes. But the South Carolina tomatoes are just starting. But they're, it's come. it's always domestic. We don't bring anything in from out of the bananas. country. Well, but except bananas. <laughs> yeah. right. Now, uh, what about uh, like there's cuts of meat in the freezer in there, and I think I read on your website. Uh, there was a particular farm that came from? We, we get that from JCQ Farms up in Saluda. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, they, they grow and slaughter and, and butcher and whatnot and create those cuts of meat. Yeah. We also often, uh, occasionally, have bison in. Yeah. Um, there is a bison ranch in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And our son actually takes um, people on tours to see the bison. But um, they can also eat the bison. Um, but he only he only butchers his um, his animals once a quarter, and we try to get what we can and bring it down. It's frozen, and but a lot of there's a big demand for that as well. Sure. Um, you you guys also have a gift center inside that's got some of the neatest gifts, and I almost wore the earrings that I got from here the other day. But I didn't. They didn't exactly match. So, but um, I mean, some really neat stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I think I mean, there's a little bit for some everybody um, in there. If you're looking for a gift, it's a really neat place. If you haven't been, you need to go. Yeah, we <laughs> we try to focus on the lake. We have a lot of Lake sure. Murray uh, gifts in there, and as well as a lot of others. But you we try to stay close and and. Um, that kind of thing, recreation around here, but um, right. there are other many other things. But we started a long time ago before anybody else did, trying to find lake type products, and you you couldn't find them, so we would have them made for us. Right. Um, and it's lake paraphernalia has become much more popular, and it's much easier to find things now than than it was when we started. You also um, have a few things in there with just. Lexington on them. Mm -hmm. Let's just say somebody moved from out of state, and Lord knows we have a lot of that going on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. We welcome yeah. everybody. Um, and so those are good gifts for people who aren't going to be on the lake. Um, mm -hmm. You know, good gifts as well. Um, but yeah, yeah there is a little bit of everything in there. I bought a owl trash can. I mean, it was mm -hmm. at a trash can 
but I put it on the shelf because he's too cute to put on oh. the floor. <laughs> to the trash <laughs> That's right. He was just too cute. Yeah, and, and, and much of what, well, maybe not much, but a lot of what we sell, we sell off of our website too. So people that used to live here that move away and they live in California right. or even around the world, we ship stuff around the world to people that used to live here. Um. Now, as far as the garden center, I mean, y'all have plants of every kind, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you have the soil and uh, compost, uh, mulch, and all of that as well. We don't sell bulk mulch, but oh. we sell pine straw, and we, which is really our favorite mulch because it decomposes. Right. But yeah, we have bags of hardwood mulch as well. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah all those products we do in in bags. Gotcha. Now, as far as I know. I spend a lot of time here in the garden center. My husband says too much. Um, but people are always asking, you know, can they help me? And, you know, sometimes I've even brought a picture. I'm like, this is what I'm dealing with. And I have this much sun and this is the, you know, soil or whatever I have. Help me. And, I mean, people have, you know, helped me pick out kind of what would look good together and things like that. But what about design plans? If somebody comes and say, hey, just moved into a brand new house, I have no, no idea about how to do a yard. We, we have a landscape designer on staff, and he can come out and design it, and you can buy the plants here, and we give you a discount to buy the plants. And then he can even install it as well. So we, we actually do quite a bit of that. The best time to do that is in the uh, fall or the winter because everybody stayed inside all winter and when they come out in the spring they want to immediately do it well by then there's such a backlog that sure. you know it's just going to yeah. take time to get so to even you. right now in the summer I, I keep telling people i know you don't want to be out there in the heat but go it, start making your plans now for what you want to do in the future get your design done this summer, and then you can plant in the fall when it's cooler, and um, it is the best time for planting. It's always an ironic kind of thing. We have the best inventory in the spring because that's when the growers put it out there for us, and that's when everybody wants to shop, so you got to have it for them. Um, but the best time to actually plant is in the fall, so try to keep a balance in the fall to make sure we have enough for people that want to take advantage of that. Right. And... Speaking of fall, so y'all have a lot of herbs that are here. Is that the best time as well to do herbs? Because I know a lot of people start that in spring, so they'll have. But what is yeah. the best time? Uh, well, for a herbs? lot of herbs that we carry are not um, perennial. They they're they're annual, like basil. You can't carry it over to the next year. So you're going to want to plant those in the spring, um, so you can enjoy it all through the summer and into mm -hmm. the fall. Um, and so there's just a few herbs that we really winter over. Rosemary, uh, lavender, if you can get it to grow, um, and a couple of others. But uh, I always replant my herbs in the spring because that's when they're, they're, they're flushing out. And that's, you want to eat the fresh herbs with your fresh vegetables and right. all that cooking that you do in the summer. Um, now, going back to the... Uh, I call it the backyard bird place. And what do y'all call it inside? The backyard nature center. Okay. Because <laughs> it's got all the bird feed yeah. and all of, all of that stuff. Um, and that's fairly recent, you said, that y'all put all that in? We started that, I want to say, in 2016. 2016. 
we had considered buying um, a Wild Birds Unlimited franchise and probably would have, but they wouldn't allow the franchise to be inside of our business. They sure. wanted it to be standalone. So we backed away from that and said, well, we'll just create our own. And so we've done that. And it's, it's much more than birds. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's frogs, it's whatever's in your backyard, so butterflies, bees, big, bees. Big bee business. People think that you got to have honeybees to have bees, but honeybees are not native and they're not the best pollinators for, um, for plants. You want to use natively native bees. Oh. And so there are, we sell, um, mason bees mm -hmm. in the spring and then you have mason bee houses and you have things to attract them. And there's like kind of a whole cadre of things that go along with it. Uh, we also sell ladybugs for your garden because they will eat the, the non unwanted uh, insects. insects. Um, and we sell praying mantises um, back in the spring. We sold them. So we're always just, I don't know, looking for things that are um, natural ways of, of gardening and um, in ways of enjoying nature in your backyard. Um, now, in addition to that, y'all do like workshops here to help people with not only planting, but I imagine some of this that you're talking about natural ways to help out your plants. Um, Y'all have different workshops? Well, we used to do a lot of workshops. And then when COVID hit, right. we, um, we couldn't do them because it was just too many people in one place at one time. And um, so we really have um, been slow um, to gear back up to doing that. Um, but we do have videos on our website. We're, our, we have a monthly newsletter that we always have some kind of informational um, type of thing, how to prune this, or uh, these are all kind of different ornamental grasses that you might want to have in your landscape or things, just informational types of things. How to grow vegetables. I mean, we've yeah. got our own YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. So you can so, go find us and find out about anything you want to know about growing something. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, now, what about, have y'all started back since COVID art in the garden? That used to be a huge event. I enjoyed art in the garden a lot. <laughs> I think I'm the only one here who enjoyed art oh, in the garden. It's a lot, it's a of, lot work. of work. Um, it's a lot of work to kind of transform this place so that I mean, we would have, we had at one time 1,200 or more people on the property at once and we ended up having to limit it to a thousand going forward after that. It was just too many people. Um, but to transform this place so that, that you can fit a thousand people in here and feed them and serve them drinks and have to set up a band. And um, it, it was just exhausting. Um, people loved it. Um, but our employees were glad when we said, we're going to stop doing this. For oh, a while. darn. <laughs> we, we, we may, we may do it again, but you know, Maybe on a smaller scale. On a smaller or, scale. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not try to have a big band in here that where you have seating and a big stage and everything, but maybe have small, do something similar, but have smaller, uh, maybe a couple different acts situated around the garden. So sure. you're strolling around, eating, drinking, talking with friends and, and hearing the music at the same time. Yes, I'm all for that. I, I miss art in the art in the garden <laughs> um 
Now, your son, Zach, like you said, does tours, mm -hmm. um, some really interesting ones. I know he does the Purple Martin Cruise, right? Mm -hmm. um, and But there are other things. I think I saw um, where there was a snorkeling tour in Bavard that's right. coming up. Right. And then That'll there was be Labor Day weekend. Um, there, There's a salamander that lives in the rivers up there, and it only comes out around September where you out of hiding in the rocks. Uh, where you can actually see them, and it's I don't know a million years old or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the species is like hugely prehistoric. It's, it's really type large. Of thing. Wow. Um, so that's that's a that's one he loves. That I, you know I'm going. People really want to look at salamanders. <laughs> River, but um, but there's there'll be a few, there'll right? be a few that'll yeah, go. I, yeah, there was only a few spots left yeah, when I yeah, saw it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then there's like uh, no dolphins in Kiowa, and like you yeah. said, the bison, and so yeah. that's pro probably unless you're a regular here mm -hmm. already, a lot of people don't know about them. I mean, because I was asking someone, they go, Wait, they do what? I'm like, Yes, yeah. go yeah. on their website, there's tours. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, Zach, yeah. Zach really does that. I mean, he. He graduated from the University of Florida with a degree in wildlife conservation and ecology. So he's all about that. And so he's kind of built this thing and takes these tours. And he'll be doing Purple Martin tours until the end of August. And mm -hmm. he's, then he's got one tour after another. But probably the biggest thing that he did last year, it took five years, but he made a movie called Purple Haze. Oh. That's all about the Purple Martins. He went out to... Arizona, he went down to Brazil where they migrate every winter, and he went up to um, Pennsylvania, he went out in the lake. So, I mean, it, it all, you know, five years worth of effort and yellow sticky notes trying to put the whole story together. Sure. Um, and he showed it last year at the, at the Ice House and had about 700 people show up wow. for it. Yeah. yeah, I missed that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He, I think. He's got plans to sell the DVD, but like he just got back from the Audubon Society out in Austin, Texas, and he's going back out to Arizona to show it. So he's got showings around the country, uh, generally where they have these big populations of Purple Martins. Huh. Um, and I've always wondered how those little teeny weeny little birds get all the way from here to Brazil. I mean, it's not like they can stop and take a rest. Right, right. right. <laughs> Where? <laughs> it's, and they have different paths. And you know, so they go from here to Florida, and then they might fly from Florida to the Yucatan. Um, or they might kind of go around and go down through Mexico. So they do have some stopping off places. But I think the biggest um, water crossing they do is kind of from Florida to the Yucatan. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And they do that all at once. Uh, yes. And that's why when they leave here, um, early in the mornings, they're practicing, trying to get their stamina together to make that trip generally around Labor Day. Yeah, and it's, if anybody's not been out to, on the lake to see the Purple Martins, it is amazing because it's like the group is dancing, mm -hmm. you know, as they, as they fly. It's beautiful. It is. It really it, is. They are. They are amazing little tiny birds. And part, part of his movie is he was able to track a purple martin from um, Erie, Pennsylvania to Bomb Island all the way down to Brazil where wow. they went or so he was able to track one bird that far. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. Purple Haze. Yeah. The name of the movie. Purple Haze.
Nice. Um, now, you guys, I know, um, are our famous couple in Lexington, but you're also very involved in the community. I know that you guys um, have donated um, plants to different organizations and nonprofits, Habitat for Humanity. I think some of their new homes, you gave plants to that. Tell me about some of the other things that you guys have been involved with, Mission Lexington. And well, Art in the Garden was specifically for Mission Lexington, and that over the 13, 13 years that we did it, um, no, 16 years that we did it, it raised over $200,000 for Mission Lexington. We're involved with Habitat. When they go build the house, we donate plants. We're involved with the Lexington County Choral Society. Uh, we sponsor their concerts. Um, we've donated plants to numerous nonprofits that are having fundraisers for one thing or another. Carolina Wildlife Center, mm -hmm. we're pretty active with. Uh, yeah, and one thing that we do is uh, Eagle Scouts will yeah. always come in here and want us to donate plants for some prop their Eagle Scout project. And we're like, well, it's your project. It's not our project. So we offer to let them work for us to pay for the plants. And uh, so we've had several that have taken us up on that. And uh, we, we really like that because it, they're not just getting a free donation, going out and doing sure. something with it. They are really working for it. And we've gotten some employees that way, too. Yeah. Um. And, and, we, and we have great employees. Oh, yeah. We are so fortunate. We've got many long-term employees that have been with us for, for quite some time. And um, Most people that leave, it's because they, uh, what we call, aged out. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of um, people that uh, come to work here after they've retired from their first career. And, um, and they'll stay 10 years, 10, 15 years, and then, uh, and then they, kind of, they finally say, well, I think I've Ready to I can't lift another pot. <laughs> but they're, um, we're very fortunate. They're yeah. wonderful, and that's what makes Wingards what it is. It's their help and courtesy, yeah. and and it really is true. I mean, like I said, I've I come here often, and um, I know, especially last year when we moved into our new house, I was here a lot more than even this year, and I'm sure the guys that help you get your plants and everything to the cars. With, when my white Jeep would pull up, they're like, oh, my God, the Jeep lady's here again, <laughs> which means it was going to be a full load. Pack it in there. <laughs> but they were very sweet and very kind and helped every time, so well that was good. Um, now, yeah, there's your own barbecue sauce? What? It's actually a distant cousin. Okay. Um, so the Wingards that are here in Lexington all descend from one family that came over in 1763, I think it was, somewhere around there. And um, there were three brothers, one of them moved to Alabama and two stayed here. So all the Wingards that are here are descended from those two brothers. So, um, so the Bobby Wingard is the um, uh, kind of granddaddy of this barbecue sauce. Good Daddy is it's called Wingard's Good Daddy Barbecue Sauce. His grandchildren call him Good Daddy. 
And um, so he is um, a distant relative along those lines somewhere away, uh, along the way. But it's real convenient for us because customers don't know that. They see lingards. <laughs> and you've gotten real creative. We, I mean, we did it. No, no, we have to give them credit. They kind of took it on as a family business. All their, They have three children, I think, yep. and their children uh, are involved sure. in one way, shape, or form. Um, with it, and I think they have it in seventy locations around the country. I think yeah. they have yeah. it, and more than just South Carolina. And uh, they sell it online as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. We were up in Rock Hill at um, a meat market up there last week, and looked down, and there, there it was. was yeah. You know, and so uh, they yeah. they sell a lot of it, and you know, we're happy for them. Yeah, and it's um, very similar to the sauce my dad would have made. Um, I think he probably had a little more mustard in his sauce than they do, but uh, but it's good. We love it, and we love having the name on there. It's like we had always felt like we needed a local barbecue sauce, but we just kind of were reluctant. We didn't find the one that we wanted, so they started talking to us about five years before they actually came to market with this thing. They kept bringing us samples, and we kept saying, yeah, come on, we'll buy it, we'll buy it, we'll promote it, da-da-da. And, but it took them quite a while to get the package, you know, get the bottling right and the packaging and what all they had to do to bring that to market. And um, so we were real happy when they did. It got to be a joke that he would show up again and say, okay, we're going to be ready in like six months. And we'd go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant to bring this up. So um, one of your employees I know who's been here quite a while also has the bird that stays back here. And mm -hmm. I love that bird. <laughs> I forgot the name, though. What's Matilda. Matilda. And Matilda is a boy. A boy. A boy. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you don't know unless you have birds um tested because it's not like you can yeah. tell with a cat or a dog or whatever you have to have them so i had a big amazon um i guess it was uh, like a blue front amazon and didn't know picked them in an egg you know back when we had vitas yeah uh, oh yeah Bobby, and uh found out he was a boy um you know much later uh, but you don't know when you're naming them. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. exactly what happened. And, and what's interesting is, um, so Matilda belongs to Heidi, who manages our um, annuals and our greenhouse. And then another woman that we hired has um, a cockatoo as well, uh, named Sophie, oh. I think. But yeah. her bird has never um, been to visit us. Um, but it was kind of interesting because as soon as Heidi met Marianne and Mary found out Marianne also had a bird. It was like, okay, you're hired. We're, you know, they're, they're, they're two peas in a pod now. Yeah, I enjoy when <laughs> Matilda's here and get to see him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, any plans in the future other than bringing art in the garden? <laughs> 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 um, any other like big plans, any kind of expansions, or you've got events that you're kind of playing around with? Or? Well, let me just go back to Art in the Garden for a minute. When we started Art in the Garden, it was 2006. 2006. Mm -hmm. We had just moved back to Lexington from New Jersey, and there really wasn't a lot to do around here. Yes. And if you went anywhere for um, an event, it was they served barbecue and beer. And so we said, <laughs> 
I mean, the Ice House wasn't here. Right. You know, the, the Trevenia's wasn't even here. I mean, there were very few restaurants. And so we said, we want to have an event that's not barbecue and beer and, um, and has music um, because there just wasn't that kind of opportunity. Now, there's so many more things. I mean, the Blowfish, and they have, you know, events at the Blowfish right. uh, Stadium, and you've got the Ice, what's it called? The Ice, Ice House. Ice House. And um, you have all of that music now. Right. And, um, and then all the restaurants. So O'Hara's particularly. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a great do a job with music. music. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really changed, and um, so I'm not sure that, that there's the need for for our sure. art in the garden event, but uh, but it would be nice to do something. Yeah, it's kind of at night. Wingards is a whole different place. Sure. When you light it up and you have all the plants, it's a lot different than it is during the day. So we'll probably do something again sometime. I just got to twist a few arms around yeah. here. To, <laughs> Let me know if you need yeah. to get, get them to think it's a good idea. <laughs> we also did, when we first um, opened the greenhouse, we did a Valentine's dinner inside the greenhouse in February. And um, it was really nice. Had it catered and, you know, took reservations, um, decorated with all the little twinkly lights. And um, that was really nice. Uh, but again, you got to move all these plants. It's, it's just a lot of work right. to do that kind of thing. Yeah, I was watching one of the um, employees that was on wheels. I had no idea. So when it first started moving, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of neat, just to be wheeled away. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about all of this? I mean, for you guys as the owners? Well, for me, it's like a little marketing laboratory to see what works and what doesn't work and what our customer segments are and how we can satisfy them better. And so that's what I like about it. I grew up doing marketing at um, big companies. Yeah. So to me, that's, that's the fun of it. Um, but there is dancing an, with plants and, da and dancing with plants <laughs> when I'm not market. doing that. <laughs> um, but it, that's a lot of fun. Um, there isn't a part of the business I don't like. I'm always thinking about, how can we grow it? What can we do? And, you know, um, so we'll, we'll, we've got a couple of plans up our sleeves, but, sure. you know, we're not, they're not firm enough to really know yet what, whether we're going to be able to do them. Well, I, I like it, the fact that it's just so beautiful. It's, yeah. um, our people just keep everything looking great, and I don't have to take care of my own yard because... Um, I can come here and look at beautiful flowers. So, um, and I just don't have the time or the energy to, to do it at home. So I just enjoy it here. But it's, it's really breathtaking just to walk through uh, when it's quiet and just see the flowers. And there's something that kind of uh, relaxes you and gives you, a, a, relaxes you yet it also gives you energy um, to be in that environment. Um, so I like that the best and being able to help our customers experience that and, um, and also to help our employees be able to, um, enjoy dealing with customers and helping customers. 
Um, but in addition to that, um, Wally and I both have uh, majored in business. We both have MBAs. And so our hobby is um, talking about how to run a bit, you know, to run the business or, and other people's business half the time we're talking about, well, they should be doing this, or, <laughs> but, but that's what we like to noodle around with is, um, how to make bus- the business work and what else we can do with it. And, uh, what are the numbers saying and what are the trends and where should we be going? And so, uh, for us, it's just, um, it's kind of in our DNA. Yeah. Uh, well, it works. Um, so when you guys aren't here which i know is a lot of the time um but what's your favorite where do you go what's what's the place in lexington you say you know we haven't been in a while we haven't seen so and so in a while what do you other than playing on the lake i get that (laughs) well i like to go anywhere tropical with a rum drink i mean that's where you'll she find me Lexington. Uh, within yeah, Lexington. Lexington. Yeah, I was like, uh, we, you know, in Lexington, we like we like to go to O'Hara's. We like to go to the Mediterranean Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been to the Ice House a few times to see different things. Um, we ride up to Newberry occasionally to um, Bar Figaro, Bar Figaro uh-huh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a new place across the dam called George. George Roberts uh, Oyster. Oyster and wine well, bar, or yeah. something like that. Uh, it's really it's good. Found, we just found it. It's great. Yeah, oh, I haven't been there so yet. So we do like to eat. We like to get in the car, drive somewhere to eat. Um, but the and I know it's outside of Lexington, but we we do like to find little towns that are maybe an hour to hour and a half away and drive there and find like the local restaurant that is good in that town, right? And drive there for lunch. Um, so, and just take the back roads. You know, yeah. the, other, the other place we like, Trevenia's, and there's a great Italian restaurant across the dam called Tonella's, mm-hmm. Claire and Ray's. Um, there are a lot. There's I mean, a lot there's a lot. That, that we're right. not here when we yeah. first moved when here. When we first moved right. here, there Thanks. wasn't anything. Um, of course, I've been here 30 plus years now, um, but you're right. I mean, it's just grown and grown and grown, and I'm excited about all the restaurants and I was, I think I've said this once before on the pod, I was very proud of us during COVID and how we supported those restaurants with the takeout. Oh, yeah. And they were able to keep, you know, their back open. I mean, that was yay Lexington on that because, I mean, we really did. That's the only way for some of them that was going to make it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we, we ordered takeout for the nursery at three least times. once or twice a yeah, week, oh, maybe three times a week from one of them, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know that I would have been able to survive without the um, beer, cheese, and pretzel from O'Hara's <laughs> for that long if they hadn't done takeout. I still think I could go that long without it. Well, I tell you, a wonderful gem in Lexington is Kristen's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, she is from um, New Jersey, and she's Italian, and we lived in New Jersey for 20 years, so we uh, we can identify with her cooking and um, but everything's takeout everything's fresh it's a different menu every week and that I survive off of that I, because I don't want to leave here at six o'clock and go home and cook right and so we probably buy dinner from her for th- at least three nights a week and uh, I, when I first found her uh, she was really kind of just getting started and I said it is my mission in life to make sure you stay in business because she's my, I feel like she's my personal <laughs> chef. 
Uh, but she, we it sell is some, good. Yeah, we sell some of her things in our produce market as right. well. Right, right, yeah. Yes, Kristen is um, not only a wonderful cook, but she's a beautiful person inside and, oh, yeah. and outside. Um, and, and faithful foods, too. Heidi Black. Right. We survive off of her stuff, too, in the produce market. So yeah. between the two, we're, uh, we're not going to go hungry. Right. <laughs> so when people come here, they can get pretty plants. They can pick up dinner. <laughs> from the freezer section um get, get your bird food they can um you know oh we are looking into a wine and beer license so oh, nice because you know we can come up here and we can get food for dinner but we can't buy, get a bottle of wine and take home so um that's uh another thing that we're looking into yeah we, there was a place where we lived in new jersey called sickles and he was on the cutting edge and so we go up there from time to time, and we always make a pilgrimage to see what they've done. But So that's kind of always been the mental model we've had as we've done wingers, is to, is to kind of move it in that direction. And, he's, he's and so you would have beer and wine to, to say calm? Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah, not to pour. Not to, yeah. to sell a bottle or a you know, six-pack right. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Nice. Craft beer. It would be craft beer, local kind right. of stuff. Or South Carolina kind of stuff. So, and the wine would be more unusual wines, not um, not what you just kind of pick up at the grocery, grocery store, store typically. Gotcha. Uh, oh, so that'd be neat. Yeah, that's what we're thinking about, just to, to pair it with what we already have. And one of our employees ran a winery in New Zealand, so oh, wow. we're going to start drawing on her strengths as we march down this road. Yeah, well, that'll be really neat. Yeah, that will be definitely another asset here. Well, guys, I thank you. I know you guys have a lot of work and probably want to get back into the air condition for when, while you can <laughs> before your masses come today. But thank you so much. Well, thank this you. Great. This thank is, you. This has really been delightful. It. We appreciate you coming out. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a person, business, idea, an event, that Lexington needs to know more about, email me, local at forallthingslexington.com. That's the number four, y'all. This episode was brought to you by the Real Estate Agents at Home Matters, building on service, relationships, and on what matters to you. Find out how you matter and how they can help you with buying and selling your home at homematterssc.com.